here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. President Donald Trump, how are you, sir? I'm really good, Mark. Thank you very much. Well, it's a great honor. I know you're uh, you're you're just campaigning incredibly. You have these massive crowds, certainly compared to Obama, too. By the way. Well, you know, we just got to, uh, as you know, we just arrived in Indiana, and they have lines. The arena is packed, twelve thousand people, but they have lines that could fill it up three times. And we just left Ohio, and it was incredible. The crowd, so it's really great. If crowds mean anything, and there is an electricity in the air, Mark, that's reminds me very much of november 16 there's an electricity that's incredible and uh let's see but i think there's something going on we've got uh, about 12 million people listening to you right now what do you want to tell them now about tomorrow and how important it is to vote mr president all right well i'm campaigning for individual people and if you notice the i call it the fake news but in many cases certainly as you know better than almost anybody in the world a lot of it is fake, unfortunately, and they want to put it as my race, and I'm okay with that. I don't really care. I, you know, whatever is necessary. We have some great, great candidates. I'm with Mike Braun right now, who's running for the Senate uh, of in Indiana, and he's against Joe Donnelly, very weak, and let's see what happens. The polls have him even, maybe even slightly up. He was down four, and now he's... Uh, even and you know i think by the time i get finished i'll explain joe donnelly and i think he's going to end up winning i think we're going to win races that nobody ever thought of honestly they didn't think in terms of donnelly they didn't think in terms of tester heidi was unbeatable this is six months a year ago all of you know going over the races mark uh, there were people that we weren't even going to contest and now we're leading i just think we're going to do well and i think we're going to do better in the house than anybody expects but we'll soon we're going to soon know isn't this an election, Mr. President, about the American people in the country, what they want in the future? I mean, you're, you're trying to grow the economy, secure the border, right. strengthen our military, and the other guys want to do the opposite. Well, it's almost not understandable. We have the best economic numbers ever to come out. You know, we have probably the best economy that any president's ever had when he ran for office, because historically, as you know, I guess, what is it, Mark, two times over many, many, many decades, right. uh, the president, the person in the presidential office won. And the fact is that I don't know why, but nobody's ever had an economy like we have. We have the best economy that there has ever been, let alone for an election. So I think we're going to have tremendous success tomorrow. I think it's going to be great. The numbers came out, 250,000 jobs for October, which was a shocking number. And that's despite the fact that we had two massive hurricanes, which usually just decimate those numbers. You know, when you have a hurricane, those numbers are decimated, the monthly job numbers. So uh, the economy is doing really well. Trade deals are doing really well. And China has never seen anything like this. What's going on there? They've never seen anything like it. You know, right now they're paying tax on 250. I mean, they are paying tax on on numbers like you wouldn't believe. Billions and billions of dollars coming into our treasury. And I, I'm very happy with that. But they want to make a deal and we might make a deal. Their economy has gone down 32 percent, which, of course, nobody mentions. And I don't really want them to mention it. I'm not looking to be bad to China. We want to be fair, but we want to get a good deal for us for a change because we lose $500 billion a year with China, and we can't do that any longer, Mark. One last question, because I know you don't want to leave your uh, massive 
audience there. Now, Mr. President, Republicans, some of them are still thinking about what are the vote. I don't know who these Republicans are, but as I look at the numbers, if just the Republicans will turn out in large numbers, these tiny differences, these very tight races, they'll go the way of the Republicans, right? You know, Mark, it's, there's something beautiful about it, too. The, the, a lot of the Republicans don't want to vote because they think I don't like Congress, and they really like me. You know, I have 93% now, which is the highest, 93 in the Republican Party. And I have a great relationship with them, and they say, we will not vote because the president doesn't like Congress. But I actually do like Congress. We have to, we have to get out and vote. They, if they get out and vote, we're going to really win. Because I think we're almost winning right now. Maybe we are winning right now, because when you look at the lines outside, like where I am now, I just got a report from Missouri. The lines are two miles long trying to get in, and the place is already packed. And I won't be there for another two and a half hours. <laughs> so it's, uh, something's going on, and if they go out and vote, we're going to win big. Well, Mr. President, I wish you and the Republican Party and all the candidates well, because I consider this a huge race between liberty and tyranny and between freedom and capitalism and democratic socialism and the American people. We we have to decide what we want. Well, Mark, I just want to tell your listeners, you are a special man. And I don't say this often about a lot of people. Uh, Nobody's smarter. And you are just, you got it very, very early, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate all your help and all your genius. But I want to tell your listeners you are a special guy, and I want to thank you very much. And you're the only one. You're not supposed to be on stage in front of a lot of television and, and a lot of people. And I said, nope, I have to do the Mark Call first. That's more important to me. Well, it is a great honor. I'm going to tell you, my audience loves you, as do we and my family. And I want to thank you very much for all you're doing. Uh, thank you very much, Mark. And I'll see you soon. Take care all right. of yourself. God bless. Be safe. President of the United States live. Uh, we were working on this uh, about an hour or two ago. <clears throat> uh, and um, he had this appearance in Indiana. And... They were asking if they could tape it and so forth, and they were going back and forth. Wonderful people. The staff was absolutely wonderful. And the president said, no, I'm going on his show live at the top of the hour and so forth. The president and I have become very, very friendly, and uh, it's just an honor, I think. And so when I hear these people calling him an anti-Semite and a racist, I, I just, it turns my stomach because they know it's not true. And those around him, his family, all of us know it's not true. And so this is a hugely important election. As you know, you don't need me to keep saying this. We're going to have the great Ron DeSantis on here at, is it 7.20 p.m. Eastern Time, Mr. Producer? At 7.20. Because I am so committed to this gentleman and his candidacy for everything he's put on the line for we the people. And he's so solid. And he's running against, in my view, a bigot. And I'll call Andrew Gillum a bigot because I think he is a bigot. I think they're bigots on CNN. I think one of them in particular, one of the hosts, this is just my opinion. I think a number of people on MSNBC are bigots. If you're talking about attacking white people or attacking me or attacking and, and trying to suggest I have blood on my hands for Pittsburgh and so and you have a, a, a pattern and habit of, of talking this way, they're bigots. And they can throw around this word racism all they want. It is they who are the racists. This has gotten extremely ugly, thanks to them. We have a a magnificent economy right now. We have a president who is trying to secure the border, trying to do the right thing, trying to do what Democrats and Republicans just 10, 15, 20 years wanted to go do, secure the border. And for this, he is trashed viciously. 
We have a president who actually follows the Constitution, unlike Barack Obama. And yet they call him dictatorial. We have a president of the United States who has done nothing in terms of directives or actions against the media. He calls them out. He challenges them. They attack him viciously. I don't believe he's ever called anyone in the media Hitler. I don't believe he's ever called anyone in the media Stalin or I don't believe he's ever called anyone in the media racists or mentally ill. And yet they use these words against him constantly. You ever hear this fool Anna Navarra? And yet she has a platform. You ever hear this fool Don Lemon? And yet he has a platform. And I can go down the list. I can go down. These are news outlets. Do they seem like news outlets to you? So this election is about you. What do you want out of a free press? Is this what you want out of the free press? A bunch of maniacs? A malignancy? What do you want out of your immigration laws? These are your laws. This is your country. You want open borders? You want sanctuary cities? Do you believe in American sovereignty? Those men and women who are fighting overseas, are they fighting for open borders? Are they fighting for the United States of America? The United States of America is not just an image. It's a reality. States have borders and the nation has a border. Every nation understands this. Ten years where the military is eviscerated. This president trying to strengthen the military. You want another ten years where our police officers are trashed? This president stands behind law and order. I mean, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, it's up to you to go out and vote and defend what is yours. That is liberty. Your declaration of independence. Your Constitution. What would George Washington say today? What would Benjamin Franklin say today? What would Jefferson and Adams and Madison, what would they tell you today? Seriously. Who would they support today? They would support the candidates who are more likely to embrace our history. More likely to embrace liberty. The Democrat Party, say what you will about the Republican Party, and there's a lot to say about it, but today, the Democrat Party is a party that truly seeks to turn this nation inside out. Everywhere, everywhere they see injustice. Everywhere they see inequality. Everywhere they see victimhood. That's not America. That's not America. This is a grand country. This is a magnificent country. Those of us who are going to vote tomorrow, we must turn out in mass. We must turn out in mass. Those of us who are going to vote tomorrow, we do it proudly. You either vote to save your country or you don't. If you don't vote tomorrow, then my God, I don't know what it's going to take. And I continue to urge you, to encourage you, please, this evening, tonight is the night, call three, four, five family members, friends, colleagues, neighbors. Don't sit still on this. Don't expect everybody else to do it. We have to do it. It's the minimum we have to do as citizens. Please. Or Tuesday night during the course of this program from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern, We're going to be watching these returns, and we're going to be mighty glum. It's better that they're mighty glum. Let them look in the mirror 
at themselves and the tears. Let them cry over the results. Let us celebrate the results. There's many reasons to defeat that party and their candidates. Look who's running in Arizona. Look who's running in Arizona. Absolutely crazy. Look who's running for governor in Florida. Despicable. His anti-Semitic ties. And yet, I guarantee you, 50-60% of the, of the left-wing Democrat Jews, my faith, will still vote for him. But they shouldn't. Not when he treats a specific religious group, faith group, or the Jewish state the way that he does. And you have a candidate in DeSantis who's been nothing but supportive. Look at Texas. How in the world can you vote for a congressman who's one of the most radical left-wing congressmen of all, who's spending $80 million to camouflage what he is and who he is. You have McCaskill running in Missouri, who's a leftist, now pretending she's a Trump supporter. Missouri, how much more are you going to put up with? Indiana, you have this phony Donnelly. He's another leftist who pretends he's a moderate. I can work with Republicans. Really, which one? It's not a matter if these people claim they can work with Republicans. They will vote for Chuck Schumer to be their leader. They will vote for Dick Durbin to be their number two leader. They will vote in ways that prevent us from putting constitutional originalists on courts, including the Supreme Court. The time is now, ladies and gentlemen. We're not at the 11th hour. We're at the hour. We're at the hour. I strongly encourage you to help save the country. Defend your family. Stand up for your faith. And proudly embrace our founding principles. The opposite of the other crowd. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Life, Liberty, and Levin with the great pollster uh, John McLaughlin and uh, me. And McLaughlin was Trump's pollster uh, during 2016, and he was right on. And here's the point. There's a, a little over 30 congressional districts that are Republican districts that the Democrats may take if Republicans don't turn out. And by Republicans, I mean all of us, conservatives, Tea Party activists, Reaganites, populists, just Republicans per se, all of us. Because we need to unite in this battle. Because the forces that we confront are dangerous forces. We've so unmoored from our Constitution now that an election can have consequences, as they have in other parts of the world, That they're not supposed to have. You have people in some races who are running and hiding their radical votes and their radical liberalism. Like McCaskill. Like Donnelly. Then you have others who are the new democratic socialists. Like Abrams running for governor in Georgia. And uh, Gillum running for governor in Florida. 
What the Democrats are trying to do now is they're trying to break the South and the Southeast. That's what they're trying to do. And they're trying to install hardcore radicals. More and more, they're encircling the country with their ideology. More and more, they're devouring state after state after state. And then they control the voter rolls. Then they control the redistricting. And that's what's taking place here. They view this as a, as a long game. It's a long game. Colorado used to be a bright red state. Now it's a blue state. Nevada used to be a bright red state. Now it's a blue state. Virginia used to be a bright red state. Now it's a blue state. Florida used to be a bright red state. Now it's a purple state. What of Texas in this election? Arizona used to be a bright red state. Now it's a purple state. This is what they've done with immigration. This is what they do when they redistrict. Look what's going on in Pennsylvania. A majority Democrat Supreme Court seized control of the election process. Three months ago, changed congressional districts, basically adopted the hard left-wing Democrat party and imposed it as a matter of Pennsylvania constitutional law on the state. So a state that has 13 Republicans and five Democrats could well have nine Republicans and nine Democrats when they're done. When they grab the levers of power, they are tyrannical. Now you have to decide how many people you're going to get to vote with you, and that'll make a difference in a lot of these close races. Turnout is everything tomorrow. Everything. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark Levin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. Listen to this. The IRS hired a small army of private collectors. Now, if your heart just skipped a beat, chances are you owe the IRS. Because hearing the most powerful collection agency just got more powerful is very scary. If you owe the IRS, do what listeners Penny and Kenneth did and call Optima Tax Relief. They owed a lot of money. And we're living in fear of losing their savings, their retirement, their business, everything. Optima stopped the aggressive collection actions and stopped the small army of tax collectors from targeting them. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are honest, hardworking Americans with families, home savings, and paychecks who need protection. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative. 
That's a special IRS program that could save you thousands, even tens of thousands, if you qualify. That's just one way Optima has resolved over a half a billion dollars in tax debt for clients. Call Optima Tax Relief at 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. Now, I'm trying to figure out the best way to approach this right now. And I think it's this way. The journalists out there, so-called, and the Democrats out there, so-called, are dividing this country in horrific ways. Now, I know they claim that the president is. But who is it that's campaigning on race? Who is it in some of these states that's campaigning, literally, against capitalism? Who is it in this race that wants to jack up your taxes? Who is it in this race that opposes enforcing our immigration laws? You know, the Democrat Party these days is is utterly lawless. And those of you who listen to this program, you understand it has to be. And most of their candidates have to be. Because what they're promoting and their policy pronouncements are anti-constitutional. You can't steal people's health care and then create this government-run top-down system. And who are these people who are going to run our government health care system? Are they the best and the brightest? No. They're people who happen to be civil servants. Many of them happen to be in public sector unions. You can't get rid of them even if they don't perform. Those are the people who are going to run our health care system? Why are they so noble? I'm not attacking them, but I, I don't see that's going to fix anything. Do you? And why is it always about government, 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 and more government? Now, on the other hand, we have a Democrat party that has built a sort of political entity by putting together disparate groups. And what is the the basic argument to every group? You're a victim? Somebody owes you something? Um, Unless you get what you want, it's not equal? And the country, the country basically sucks. Am I right? Isn't that kind of their position? I have never understood when people watch these things on TV, when they read about them, how they can sit home on election day. I've never understood it. There's almost something sinful about it. When we send men and women overseas... 18, 19, 20 years old, 21, 22, 23 years old, 24, 25 years old. We send them overseas to fight tyranny, to fight terrorism, to fight forces out there that if they get their way, they're going to harm us. Well, at the same time at home, we have a political party that wants the borders open. They tell us, well, how do you know everybody who comes in here is a rapist or this? Who who said everybody who comes in here is anything of the sort? But that's not the point. The point is, some are. Obviously. The facts speak for themselves. The point also is, it is immoral to create a law to tell people to get in line and then to give legalization and citizenship to people who don't. 
It is immoral that people who sign visas under penalty of perjury, visa applications, both in their own country and then in our country, for a specific, limited period of time to come into the United States and then don't leave. That's 45% of our illegal aliens. Every illegal alien isn't some four-year-old dragged across the border by a mother or father. In fact, the vast majority of them aren't. It is immoral to attack our cops. It's immoral. If there's a bad cop here or there, or a bad teacher here or there, or a bad professor here or there, or a bad politician here or there, fine, let the law deal with the law. But the vast majority of people are honest, and that includes police officers. Can you imagine being a police officer today? What they have to put up with? These are our basic institutions, ladies and gentlemen. We are an anarchy without our police. The First Amendment means nothing without our police. Who the hell do you think protects you when you're speaking in ways that may not be popular? It's the police. I, I laugh at these guys that, who are left-wing kooks who pretend to be journalists and tell us that they're protecting free speech. No. They're using free speech. Those of us who relentlessly and repeatedly support the Constitution. We are protecting free speech. Those of us who vote for politicians, who will put on the courts, constitutional, um, conservatives, originalists, we are the ones protecting free speech. And all the other, and all the other unalienable rights. Look at this issue of anti-Semitism, and I want to thank the uh, ZOA Zionist Organization of America. There was a tremendous event last night. John Bolton was there. Uh, the ambassador from Germany was there. He was terrific. Uh, many other people were there. I just can't name them all. And, of course, Mort Klein, the outstanding president of the organization for 25 years. Let's look at this issue of anti-Semitism. Somehow the left has turned it on Trump. Somehow. And somehow there's enough suckers out there who want to believe and they buy it. This is a president who's done more for the state of Israel than any president in American history. Period. Bar none. Not even close. He has a, I checked it out. He has a 75% popularity rate in Israel. In Israel. A guy goes on a shooting spree... A nut job, a subhuman cockroach. Hates Trump, hates Jews. And the left wing in this country blamed Trump's tone. How about the tone of Anna Navarra? How about the tone of Don Lemon? How about the tone of Jake Tapper? How about the tone of Alyssa, or whatever her name is, Camarada? How about the tone of Al Sharpton? How about the tone of, uh, who else is over there? Of uh, the morning Joe and his soon-to-be wife. That seems to be going on for decades. How about their tone, throwing around the word Hitler and Stalin and mentally ill and racism? Maybe they pushed the guy over the edge. Maybe the left in this country has pushed the guy over the edge. I even hear conservatives say something like, you know, there's anti-Semitism on the right and anti-Semitism on the left. And on the right, what do they point to? The Klan and the neo-Nazis. Since when are the Klan and the neo-Nazis part of traditional conservatism? Since never. 
So why do they talk that way? And yet Farrakhan is mainstreamed by the Democrat Party and the left. Is he not? He's close to members of the Congressional Black Caucus. He's close to people in the media. They treat him with kid gloves. He's on the stage. He's sharing it with the Clintons. I can remember when Ed Rendell was running for office in Philadelphia. He was campaigning with him or with him on the stage. What Republican is on the stage with a neo-Nazi? They don't even understand constitutional conservatism. We have nothing to do with Klansmen or neo-Nazis or Farrakhan and hard wing and hard uh, left wingers for that matter. It's not right wing and left wing. We're not part of any wing. How can you be a constitutionalist and be part of any wing? We embrace our founding, our founding document. And that's what this election's all about. When is the last time Andrew Gillum spoke of the Constitution of the United States? When is the last time Andrew Gillum spoke proudly about the, the revolutionaries who fought for this nation's freedom? When is the last time Andrew Gillum Embrace the Constitution. Talked about individual liberty and private property rights. When's the last time? When's the first time? They're proud democratic socialists. The idea that this guy's even close is appalling to me. Close, it's appalling to me. Now we have many races that are really nip and tuck. Really nip and tuck. Many races. The 45th in California. Congresswoman Walters. Irvine, California. Orange County. Dana Rohrbacher's district. Huntington Beach, among others. These, these folks should be walking away. But they're not. They've been trashed. They've been painted. Zillions of dollars poured into these districts. The next time you hear that Republicans are buying elections, really, it's hard not to puke when you hear that. It really is. And you've got more. You've got Barbara Comstock in the Virginia's 10th running against a radical big tax nut job. Then there's many others, and we went over a whole bunch of them. We couldn't go over all of them, but a whole bunch of them on... Uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin, uh, this past Sunday with my buddy uh, John McLaughlin, who's an outstanding pollster. You can go online. You can see all these close races. But it's, it's fascinating watching the news tonight with their boards and touching here. If this goes this way, if this goes out, ladies and gentlemen, forget about all that. Forget about all the forecasters. Forget about all the predictions. Forget about all the prognosticate forget about all that let's go ahead and beat the odds let's go ahead and beat these guys and shock them and advance our cause and we can do this if more and more republicans and independents vote and vote the right way, and get out and vote, and get your family and friends and colleagues to vote, we will win. Regardless of predictions, we will win. Even in the close races. I'll be right back. in. Well, 
I doing? Oh. By the way, you know, the president's wonderful staff, and he is a wonderful staff, they wanted to tape the show. Right, Mr. Producer? He said, no, I'm doing Levin live right at the top of his hour. We'll get we'll get to the Indiana rally. You know, we're not going to let the people wait, but I, I want to do Mark live. So we want to thank the president. Now, here's the truth about most home security companies. They're like dealing with another bad cable company. You spend hours waiting around for technicians, hours on the phone to get questions answered. And then when at your limit, you remember, you know, I'm locked into this contract for three years. If you're looking to protect your home and family, go with Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe is real comprehensive protection, beautifully designed to look good in your home, and using it makes your home safer. Simply Safe has backups in place to keep you safe, protecting your home even if you lose power or internet or if someone attacks the system. Best of all, you get 24 7 monitoring with police and fire dispatch for just $15 a month. And unlike other home security companies, Simply Safe has no long term contract. It's the best around the clock protection you can find. Get 10% off Simply Safe today at simplysafemark.com. You'll also get free shipping and free returns. That's simplysafemark.com for 10% off your Simply Safe home security system. Simplysafemark.com. All right, now. Let's listen to a little bit of this. John McLaughlin, top pollster, a life, liberty, and Levin last night. Cut 15, go. John McLaughlin, let's jump into this. As I understand it, there are 78, 78 competitive races. In the House. In the House of Representatives that are almost ties. Yes. 67 of those are Republican districts. Absolutely. You've indicated to me before, 16 lean Democrat, Mm -hmm. and 11 of those are Republican districts. Yes. 26 lean Republican, Mm -hmm. and 25 of those are Republican districts. Mm -hmm. Toss-ups, 36. Right. 31 of which are Republican districts. Yes. So, if Republicans and Trump supporters turn out and vote in these Republican districts, Republicans might hold the House. I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna, but isn't that what the stats show you? Yes. In fact, we had a, we had a, a poll last week, national generic ballot. We had 44% saying they voted Republican, 46 Democrat. 10% were undecided. It's in range. What's, Donald Trump won the election on Election Day. I mean, there was a record. Our strategy was to bring out new voters. And there was 9 million more voters who voted in 2016 than did in 2012. And those were the voters who came out and won Pennsylvania for one Wisconsin, one Michigan. We had a strategy to build a heartland coalition of voters to come out in the in Sun Belt and Rust Belt. That's where these districts are, a lot of them. And what we and even in the parts of, of New York State or California or uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, those are our voters. They're exurbs and suburban voters in, in those districts. Trump brought out 63 million voters, and in a typical midterm election, you only get. 90 million voters came out in 2010, 83 million in 2014. There's going to be more than 90 million voters this time. Could approach 100 million because the anti-Trump voters are coming out to some degree. But now, since the Kavanaugh hearings, the Republicans and the Trump voters have gotten re-engaged. And that 63 million on Tuesday, just like they came out two years ago, they can win the House. They can hold the House. And you know what they want to do? They want to stop Nancy Pelosi. 
Nancy Pelosi, if she gets control of the House, she will be the most powerful Democrat in the country. One more. John McLaughlin again on my Fox show last night. Cut 16, go. The last Sunday before the election, and here's, here's the problem. We're talking about all these Republican districts, a lot of Republican states. If Republicans, conservatives, Trump supporters don't unite and turn out en masse, mm-hmm. we lose. And the country lurches hard left. Right. And the House of Representatives lurches hard left. And the Senate lurches hard left because we didn't do our civic duty. Right. Right. And that hard left is really would change our life. It would it would just undo, undo so many so many good things that the president's been able to accomplish in the last two years. You would see socialized medicine coming back to the front. They'd want to repeal the tax cuts. They'll definitely stall anything. They'll put back in government regulations and you'll have open borders. They will legitimize basically people just walking in the country and staying. And Maxine Waters has already announced that she intends to persecute as right. chairman of the finance committee companies that she disagrees with you'll have adam schiff in charge of, uh, oh, of investigations you'll have this 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 crazy guy in manhattan in charge of the jerry judiciary nadler. committee jerry nadler if republicans and republican districts don't turn out and moss and take care of business right we lurch left and there's chaos unbelievable and it'll only get worse if they win tomorrow either house or both houses i'm just being honest with you They will be even more radicalized. The media will be even more out of control. The Democrat Party will lurch further to the left. So it's our duty, it really is, to start and pull this back and get this under control. And that's our job tomorrow. Man, I've got a lot more. Stick with us in the night before the big election tomorrow. We'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, lots of tight races. You got Dr. Kenneth Wright, the 43rd district in California, up against uh, this Ted Lieu who's a radical nut job. I mean, you got to look in your own districts, and now the rubber hits the road. Now the rubber hits the road. 
Ron DeSantis is scheduled to be on the program, what, in about uh, 12 minutes, Mr. Producer, give or take? Okay. It's a very, very important race, America. Very, very important. I'm going to play a clip that you uh, haven't heard today, but I went back and listened to it over the weekend. And uh, this was a, a statement made on October 27, 1964. You've heard me play this before, but I'm not going to play it in its entirety. But if this doesn't give you vigor and spirit to go out tomorrow and hold the hands of three or four or five more people to vote to, then nothing will. This is Ronald Reagan. October 27, 1964. Address on behalf of Barry Goldwater. A time for choosing. It is a time for choosing. Cut one, go. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. And they say if we'll only avoid any direct confrontation with the enemy, he'll forget his evil ways and learn to love us. All who oppose them are indicted as warmongers. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. Well, perhaps there is a simple answer. Not an easy answer, but simple. If you and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right, we cannot buy our security, our freedom from the threat of the bomb by committing an immorality so great as saying to a billion human beings now enslaved behind the Iron Curtain, give up your dreams of freedom because to save our own skins, we're willing to make a deal with your slave masters. Alexander Hamilton said, a nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Now, let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? Well, Nikita Khrushchev has told his people he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I, 
have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is the meaning in the phrase of Barry Goldwater, peace through strength. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will keep in mind and remember that Barry Goldwater has faith in us. He has faith that you and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. Thank you very much. And let me bring that up to modern times. There's a writer by the name of Tree Tree who's actually quite good. He wrote a brilliant article today. He wrote, if you really, really, really hate Donald Trump and everything even tangentially related to Donald Trump, then tomorrow means everything. Election day means everything. It's the Democrats' chance to prove to the world that they didn't make a huge mistake by nominating Hillary Clinton. If the Democrats get back some of the power they threw away by putting all their trust in the Clintons, then that will somehow prove that the past two years have just been an anomaly. It was all a bad dream. It will justify everything they've done since Trump was elected, including the astonishing smear job they pulled on Brett Kavanaugh just a month ago. All of their repulsive behavior is justified in their pursuit of power. And tomorrow, we'll find out if it was all worth it. If you really, really, really love Donald Trump and everything even tangentially related to Donald Trump, then tomorrow also means everything. It's your chance to prove that the Republicans didn't make a huge mistake by nominating him. If the Republicans maintain power, then it's all been worth it to stop the Democrats. Either way, it's all about Trump. So either way, Trump wins. If you think he cares about the Republicans or the Democrats or anybody or anything other than himself... You're a sucker, he writes. As long as all the attention in the world is focused on him, he's happy. What in the world does that mean? What in the world does that mean? Let me just say this. This guy usually is a very, very good writer. But the hate for Trump, ladies and gentlemen is the point I want to emphasize, his first paragraph. But I needed to give it context so you can get the feel for the whole piece. Let me build on his first point. If the Republicans lose the House, then the Democrats will embrace democratic socialism. I mean as a party. If the Republicans lose the House, then the Democrats will embrace... Medicare for all, which means destroying Medicare, destroying all the union health systems in place, destroying all the private sector health systems in place, and imposing their will on us. 
And for many of you who are Democrats, this is not your party any longer. This is a radical left party. One of the great candidates running is Don is Ron DeSantis in Florida. And when I return, he will be with us. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. DeSantis running for governor in Florida, a tremendous, tremendous candidate. Ron DeSantis, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. How are you doing? I'm great. Well, it's the E before the day, the fateful day. And uh, Ron DeSantis, I want you to tell Republicans, independents, and some Democrats why it is crucially important that they vote for you and not your opponent. Because I will build off Florida's success. We will take our economy to the next level. Uh, by keeping taxes low, um, not raising them 40 percent like my opponent wants to do, and really would end up seeking additional tax increases on top of that. That would shut down Florida's economy, would forfeit the competitive advantage uh, that we have. Um, I'll also be someone that will be strong with law enforcement. My opponent, somebody that's been anti-law enforcement, he signed an anti-police pledge saying that law enforcement had no place in justice and should be defunded. And he oversees the most dangerous city in Florida, Tallahassee, who had the record number of murders last year. Uh, the economy is very important, but if you don't have public safety, you know, a lot of that doesn't amount to as much. And then when I'm elected governor within the first month, I'll be able to appoint three justices to our state Supreme Court. Uh, and I'll be able to end judicial activism in Florida for a generation. And that's very important so that we restore the rule of law. You know, uh, Ron DeSantis, you have a record in the House of Representatives. You're squeaky clean. You're very ethical. You're very plain spoken about what it is you want to do. You don't hide the ball. You don't uh, you don't make a promises that you don't try and fulfill. Uh, and you've done you made many promises uh, when you were running for the House and you've kept them. And uh, you were a leader in the House of Representatives. I, I watch these debates with your opponent. Who, uh, who calls you names, uh, that implies you're a racist. Uh, the Democrat Party in Florida has done the same thing. Truly, absolutely appalling. Do you think that kind of a really low, dirty campaign that the Democrats and your opponent have been running, you think that's going to work? No, I think it'll backfire. I mean, I think that one debate, you know, where he was playing, playing race up and kept doing that, uh, I think that turns a lot of voters off. I think they're sick of this. Um, look, there are racial problems in our society, uh, but when you call everyone you disagree with a racist, um, that's like crying wolf. People get sick of it, and that's exactly what they're uh, trying to do, you know, against me, because they don't really have anything else they can go after me on, and so that's just kind of the last-ditch effort. Um, I, I dissent from leftism, so therefore, you know, they're going to try to smear me any way they can. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to work. I think a lot of voters were really put off by his performance um, in that debate. And I think you're going to see that reflected when the election returns come in. Um, you know, some of these undecided voters, um, I think, are going to break heavily for me. And I think that will actually be part of the reason why. You know, if the Republicans turn out in large numbers and vote tomorrow, you know, you've had a lot of early voting in Florida, you will win I mean, it really is in the hands of Republicans listening to this show. I mean, some moderate Democrats and some independents. But 
if they turn out in significant numbers, you know, you'll be able to keep your state as the kind of state that attracts people from the rest of the country as opposed to just being another state. Yeah, no, we are uh, probably going to end up because uh, they're still doing early voting in the panhandle today. Some at, some mail ballots are still being counted today, uh, but but it's very likely that we're going to be between 70 and 80,000 votes ahead of where Republicans were in terms of ballot returns in 2016. And so that's really good for us. Um, the Democrats will have beaten us a little bit, but, but very narrowly. Uh, and then we have a lot of our super voters who haven't voted yet, and they will vote. They just like to vote on Election Day. So we have a reliable voting base, I think, that can come out. Obviously, we want as many Republicans uh, to come out uh, as possible. But if that happens, uh, I will get more Democrat votes than Gillum gets Republican votes. I think that's obvious because of how radical he is. Um, and then the independents, obviously, will hold our own there. So it, you're right, Mark. I mean, it really is if Republicans storm the barricades like they have in the past in Florida, um, I'll be celebrating a victory tomorrow night. The radicalism of your opponent cannot be understated. I mean, uh, he was Bernie Sanders' candidate in the Democrat primary. Even the Democrats were trying to prevent him. They were backing other candidates. Uh, he was so out of the mainstream. You've tried to point out over and over again, but the media, in many respects, ignore you. The extent to which he has really uh, combined uh, political forces with with Israeli-hating political entities, among others, and he denies it, but it's, it's undeniable. I mean, there have been reports about it. And he has these ethics clouds that just keep, uh, that get worse and worse and worse. Uh, I mean, who the hell has, an, uh, has a, a, an undercover FBI agent offering him? It's not just tickets and hotel rooms and Costa Rica and all the rest of it, but who hangs around with people like this? Yeah, no, I mean, he, um, he was doing it because the lobbyists and the agent wanted to get some official action from him. And so the lobbyists who arranged the New York junket and paid for the Costa Rica luxury state thousands of dollars, um, Gillum turned around and gave that, that lobbyist a $2 million contract with city funds. And so that is something that, uh, that is corruption. That's municipal corruption. And, um, and, and that's just the bottom line. Now, he may get indicted for that. We don't know. Uh, we'll find out. But clearly, he's got a lot of problems hanging over his head right now. Ron DeSantis, I know you need to go. I want to wish you the best. My wife and I consider you and your wife really dear friends. Over the, over the past year or two, we've gotten to know you and your your young family. And we know your heart's in the right place. We know your ideas are in the right place. And I just hope Floridians turn out in big numbers and take care of business tomorrow. So we wish you all the best. Okay. Thank you. All right. God bless. He's really under the gun. He's having to run around. My fellow Floridians, I say fellow because it's kind of my second state after Virginia. You know what you have to do tomorrow. You really the, the nation is watching all these races all over the country. But this one in particular is very, very important. Um, and same with the Senate race, too, with Rick Scott. Very, very important. There are important races all over this country. Look at Texas. Got to keep an eye on Texas, what's going on. The Democrats want to take Florida, and they want to take Texas. If they take Florida and Texas, they are going to be so completely out of control. They're media handlers, the party. They're going to move even further to the left, and they're going to think there's no way to stop them. And they might be right. 
And then you're going to have some Democrats like McCaskill and Donnelly are going to pretend, well, we're not part of that, when in fact they are every bit the part of it. They deceive their voters. They deceive their voters. Donnelly has an awful rating at Conservative Review, at CR. You ought to go check it at Conservative Review. His rating is as liberal as any other. McCaskill has a left-wing rating over at Conservative Review. These people are liars. They're deceivers. You look at Manchin in West Virginia. It's a complete joke when it comes to Washington. I just hope the people of West Virginia understand that Manchin's going to vote for Schumer to be their leader. He's going to vote for Durbin to be the number two. Manchin votes the right way rarely, and only if his vote doesn't count. He checks in with Schumer in advance, and Schumer gives him a nod because he knows he'll give Schumer power. When Schumer has power, their whole purpose is to prevent a liberty agenda, a capitalism agenda, a secure-the-border agenda. I love these guys that vote for these radical leftists to lead their party, and then they pretend that they're somehow different. Manchin isn't leading moderates, all three of them maybe, in the Senate to topple the radical leftists in his party. When's the last time he ever said a negative thing about Schumer or Durbin? These are the radicals. And why are they pouring millions into the West Virginia race? Because they need Manchin if they're going to take the majority. That's why. He's a phony. He's a fraud. And the people of West Virginia have to decide what they want. And you can surprise America, too, West Virginia. We'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. want to talk to Mark, we have two numbers for you to call. For regular Americans, call 877-381-3811. For liberals, call 877-381-3811. You're going to want to tune in to my program. It's 6 to 9 p.m. live East Coast. It's 3 to 6 p.m. live West Coast and all other times in between. Uh, as uh, the results come in, and we will be monitoring a variety of uh, raw sites with the raw information coming in as we do every election cycle. And you won't have any better coverage, none, than on this radio program. So if you're sitting around the dinner table or if you're driving home and you're stuck in rush hour traffic or wherever you may be, uh, our local affiliates uh, that carry this program, I would listen to them or satellite radio or if you listen to us on the various digital devices, 
you can obviously download the program and listen live as well. We're on all kinds of platforms all over the country. And uh, we monitor this very, very closely. We've been very good at this. When John Kerry, the exit polls were coming in and everybody were telling them, I turned to Mr. Producer and I said, these are wrong. He's not 16 points ahead in Pennsylvania. And they were wrong. This past election in 2016, when we were seeing the results come in in Florida, in Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, among other places, as I announced then, the first to announce, we were proud to announce, weren't we, Mr. Producer, that Donald Trump had won the presidency. And everybody said, whoa, 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 wait, what are you talking about? I said, I'm looking at Florida. Panhandle's not in. I'm looking at Pennsylvania. I know where the votes are coming out of Pennsylvania. I'm from there. I know all about Ohio. We saw North Carolina. He won. And I said, we will say this before the networks, not to brag, but because we know what we're doing. We know what we're saying. So we'll be monitoring this very, very closely. There's a number of uh, House races we'll be watching, Senate races and gubernatorial races. And you folks who are not on the East Coast, you're going to be listening to to see how things are going. And I want to give you a heads up. I want to warn you, as I have before, the media will try to affect the outcome as the votes move from East Coast towards the West Coast. They will try to affect the outcome. If they think the Republicans are doing very well, they're going to be withholding decisions and beating the drums for the Democrats to turn out. It's much like the New York Times the other day was pushing apps that tend to lead Democrat in the get out the Democrat vote. It's a disgraceful newspaper. It's been disgraceful since the Holocaust. It really has. And I'm going to focus more on them in the months ahead. As a matter of fact, I'm going to focus more on the media in the months ahead. Not some superficial yap yap, but really just dig in deeply about what's going on. Because the free press belongs to us, too. The whole Bill of Rights belongs to us. So we're going to watch some of these races and the good, the bad, the ugly. It'll be a good night if we all do what we're supposed to do tomorrow. It'll be a good night if you call your parents, depending on how old you are, of course, if you call your children and grandchildren, if you call your neighbors, just knock on the door. Hey, Frank, have you voted? Well, you know, come on, come with me. Let's go. Or you call a friend or you do it today. We've got many devices. All you Levinites out there, there are millions of you. Many devices we have. You can text. You can email. You got social media. Of course, you have the ability to phone or just knock on a buddy's door or your girlfriend's door and let's go. Tomorrow when you go to work, why don't you do us all a favor? Ask the people around you, whether you're on assembly line, whether you're on a farm, whether you're in an office, wherever you are. Just say to fellow conservatives and Republicans, have you voted yet? No, you know, I'm thinking, no. No, come on. Ben, Elizabeth, let's go vote. Vote after work, but we've got to vote. You know, some of these elections could be won by a couple hundred votes. You remember 2000. You remember the popular vote in Florida, right? Went from 500 and something to 300 and something. That's 100. A few hundred votes this way or that way. Our country is worth us turning out and voting in large numbers, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. And to send a message to the democratic socialists, you're on the wrong continent. We don't buy that crap in this country. To send a message to the open border crowd, uh, you're on the wrong continent. This isn't Germany. This isn't France. We want a border, and we want a border wall. That's just the way it is. 
You want to send a message to the hard left, the media. Hey, we believe in a free press and free speech. And you're destroying it from within. You don't defend it, you abuse it. We expect better. We want true, serious, objective professionals in the media. And the more you trash America and the American people and side with the radical extremists in the Democrat Party, the more we're going to reject you. That's what's at stake tomorrow. Our men and women in the military, the Nancy Pelosi House of Representatives, God forbid, they're not going to support our men and women in the military. The Nancy Pelosi House of Representatives, God forbid, is not going to support the men and women in law enforcement. They're not. And all you union folks out there, we are union bosses, are bought and paid for by the Democrat Party. You're the membership. You're not bought and paid for by anybody. Those of you who are members of these unions who keep pushing, don't, you should defy them. Your vote is secret. You should defy them. You don't want to lose your health care. That has been negotiated for over all these years. You don't want to use, lose your jobs. The economy is steaming along. It's buzzing along. You want to kill the economy? The best way to kill the economy is to support these democratic socialists. That'll for sure as hell kill the economy. Anyway, uh, I think that's very, very important to keep all that in mind. So you're voting for your family, you're voting for your country, and you're voting for yourself. You're voting for the future. And I dare say, if we lose tomorrow, it's going to be a very unpleasant day, followed by a very unpleasant week, month, and of course, a couple of years. And the people who are making these allegations against you, the people who are supporting these truly radical policies, they will be energized. They will be energized. And they will think that everything that they have said and done over the course of almost two years has now been justified, if not sanctified, by the people. I mean, this will send a message. Exactly the wrong message, as far as I'm concerned. Where am I, Mr. Producer? Am I okay, or do I need to... That's what I thought. You know, Mr. Producer and I both love our different versions of the X-Chair. I've had back issues for a while, but thanks to the X-Chair's unique, patented, variable lumbar support, I can sit comfortably for hours. This is no joke. This is a fact. And in Mr. Producer's case, he swears he has better energy, focus, and he's been very productive. He's always productive, but even more since switching to an X-Chair. Once you sit in this chair, you'll understand what we mean. The holidays are just around the corner. And an X-Chair makes the perfect gift for a hardworking spouse or employee. And don't be afraid to reward yourself with your own X-Chair because you've earned it. X-Chair is introducing two new colors for the holidays, red and white. Or if you prefer one of those new standing desks, X-Chair has its own version called the X-Flextop Sit-Stand Desk. X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairlevin.com right now. That's xchairlevin.com or call them 1-844-4X-CHAIR. 1-844-4X-CHAIR. X-CHAIR comes with a 30-day, no questions asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. Go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com or use code LEVIN FOOTREST, code LEVIN FOOTREST and you'll get a free footrest. 
xchairlevin.com. Okay, you go to xchairlevin.com, use code Levin, footrest, and you'll get a free footrest. Or give them a call, 1-844-4X-Chair. We love this chair. We do. All right, let's take a call. Let us go to Fred, Poughkeepsie, New York, the great WKIP. Go. Hey, Mark. I just had a couple of quick points. Go right ahead. Uh, The Declaration of Independence, we spend a lot of time looking at the preamble. Uh, about our inalienable rights. But I think we've come to a point in our country where we need to look at the last sentence, where I don't know it exactly, but it's paraphrasing. It's we, the undersigned, have pledged our lives and our fortunes for the sake of this declaration and for the coming union that will happen during our Constitution. The other point is we have... We've become a nation of ingrates because we are so blessed with so many good things in this country that the left has definitely ignored the blessings that they have received from it and look to destroy it. But the people that I talk to who are looking, they don't want to vote because nobody's listening to what I'm not going to get what I want. And but it's not about what we want. It's about the mission and the purpose of the country as a whole. This is very, very important what you're saying. This is about voting to support the structure of the republic. This is about voting to support the civil society that undergirds the republic. This is about voting to limit powerful, centralized, ubiquitous government, which is getting worse and worse, and they promise to make it worse and worse. This is about voting to support the notion and the reality of individual liberty and to pass it on to your children and grandchildren. This is what we fight for overseas. This is what we fight for. It's not some government program. It's not to fundamentally transform America. The Democrats like to talk about equality. Well, what have they done that is equal? What have, what have they made equal? They, the left, they, they, they all sound the same, whether it's Hugo Chavez, whether it is Barack Obama, whomever it is. It's like they hand out the talking points, and people get sucked right into it. But we have to accept the fact, Fred, that there is a certain percentage of the population that is on the dole, likes being on the dole, And wants to be on the dole. There's a certain percentage of the population that believe if politicians steal from citizen A to give the citizen B, that that's compassion. There's a certain percentage of the politicians out there who claim to uphold the Constitution and spend every waking day attacking it and undermining it. That is what we're up against. Thanks for your excellent call, Fred. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I I don't get it. I don't get it. I asked uh, the publishers of my my uh, the publisher of my dad's book, Our Police, Aladdin Books. I said um, the book is all over the, uh, you know, Amazon, which is wonderful. Books a million is carrying a substantial number of the books. I said. 
But people are telling me the book isn't available in Barnes & Noble. Now, I've written many books, and I do book signings at Barnes & Noble. And I've made a lot of money for Barnes & Noble. It's the biggest book retailer out there. So I said, how many of his books are in Barnes & Noble? Now, Mr. Producer, Barnes & Noble has like 3,000 or 3,400 stores. Did you know that? Do you know how many of his books are out there? 500. There's not even one book per store. Now, why would Barnes & Noble do that? This is a, a children's book. It is a beautifully illustrated and written children's book by my father. It is not a uh, propaganda piece. It's just a healthy book about the way young kids should view the police. There's nothing controversial about it. There never used to be anything controversial about children respecting police officers, people in the military, that sort of thing. So I am shocked. And Barnes & Noble takes 500 books when they have over 3,000 retail outlets. Is the goal to kill the book? Because I'm not going to allow that to happen. Not with you Levinites out there. There's no way that's going to happen. We're very supportive of our police officers. We thank God for them. We thank God that they went into that synagogue without any concern about their own safety. We thank God they chased down the guy that would have been the mad pipe bomber. And they do many, many things every day to keep us safe. Many things. I mean, where would we be without the police? We'd be another violent society where we can't, where there's no protection. You know, the same people who attack the Second Amendment seem to attack the police. Have you noted that? Notice that? So we should be without the cops and without our guns. Well, what's left? Well, what's left is you're a victim. That's what's left. So I want to encourage you out there, those of you who are interested in this book, and I know there's many, many of you who feel the way I do. You can purchase Our Police by my father. Uh, absolutely beautiful book with a beautiful message. It's not hard-hitting or anything of the sort. It's written for young young children just go to amazon.com and type in our police it's by my father jack e levin <clears throat> number one new york times best-selling author and if barnes and noble doesn't want my audience doesn't want our foot traffic that's up to them there are alternative ways to purchase these things now 500 books when you have over 3,000 stores that's that's really preposterous for a number one New York Times best-selling author? That's their decision. Our Police, you can go to Amazon.com. You can go to Books a Million. Uh, there are other bookstores that have it. You can look them up as well. Uh, it's $13.37 on Amazon. So they took a book that's about $20 retail. As a matter of fact, let me look here. It's $18.99 retail, $19 retail in the United States. You can get it for $13.37 if you act now, 30% off. Great book for Christmas and Hanukkah, birthdays, or just to have it as a, uh, as a wonderful book to read at night. I bet you it'll become your child's favorite book. For children age, you know, about four to eight or nine, 
that's who it's for. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. There's no reason for a book like this not to be available for people to purchase in retail bookstores. It's a book that is not controversial. Maybe it is for some people, but it shouldn't be. Now, uh, let's see. There's so much to choose from. Oh, I have to do this. Let me see. I got a lot going on here. You know, control of the House and the Senate are at stake, as you're well aware, in the midterm elections. And it's us to fi- up to us to find the most qualified candidates for the jobs. Now, when you need to do the same for your business, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin can help. <clears throat> Excuse me. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills, experience, and education for your job, then actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more digging through piles of the wrong resumes. There's less waiting and more hiring. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S., That's from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a 1,000 reviews. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. We will play my interview with President Trump again next hour. We've got a heck of a lot more to go over. And a wonderful guest, too. So we have a very powerful hour. I hope you'll stick with us. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We're going to get to a lot more calls with a great guest candidate at the bottom of the hour but I want you to hear to hear uh, if you will my interview in the first hour with the president of the United States now I don't have the president on that often I don't ask I don't want to you know annoy him or get in his way and so forth. I know a lot of other people do but I'm very uh, judicious about it uh, but uh, we kind of have a mutual respect he and I and, um, you know, the staff, he is a wonderful staff, was talking about, well, let's tape it. Maybe we can tape it or maybe 7.15 when he's in the car. And apparently what he said is, no, I want to do Mark show live right before I do the Indiana rally. And that was wonderful. And here, and, and what he had to say is even more important. Here's what he had to say two hours ago. Go. President Donald Trump, how are you, sir? I'm really good, Mark. Thank you very much. Well, it's a great honor. I know you're uh, you're you're just campaigning incredibly. You have these massive crowds, certainly compared to Obama, too. By the way, well, you know, we just got to uh, as you know, we just arrived in Indiana, and they have lines. The arena is packed, twelve thousand people, but they have lines. We could fill it up three times, and we just left Ohio, and it was incredible. The crowd, so it's really great. 
if crowds mean anything and there is an electricity in the air market that reminds me very much of november 16 there's an electricity that's incredible and uh let's see but i think there's something going on we've got uh, about 12 million people listening to you right now what do you want to tell them now about tomorrow and how important it is to vote mr president well, I'm campaigning for individual people, and if you notice, the I call it the fake news, but in many cases, certainly, as you know better than almost anybody in the world, a lot of it is fake, unfortunately, and they want to put it as my race, and I'm okay with that. I don't really care. I, you know, whatever is necessary. We have some great, great candidates. I'm with Mike Braun right now, who's running for the Senate uh, of in Indiana, and he's against Joe Donnelly, very weak, and let's see what happens. The polls have him. Even, maybe even slightly up, he was down four, and now he's uh, even. And, you know, I think by the time I get finished, I'll explain Joe Donnelly, and I think he's going to end up winning. I think we're going to win races that nobody ever thought of. Honestly, they didn't think in terms of Donnelly. They didn't think in terms of Tester. Heidi was unbeatable. This is six months, a year ago, all of, you know, going over the races, Mark. Uh, there were people that we weren't even going to contest, and now we're leading. I just think we're going to do well, and I think we're going to do better in the House than anybody expects, but we'll soon, we're going to soon know. Isn't this an election, Mr. President, about the American people in the country, what they want in the future? I mean, you're, you're trying to grow the economy, secure the border, right. strengthen our military, and the other guys want to do the opposite. Well, it's almost not understandable. We have the best economic numbers ever to come out. You know, we have probably the best economy that any president's ever had when he ran for office because historically, as you know, I guess, what is it, Mark, two times over many, many, many decades, right. uh, the president, the person in the presidential office won. And the fact is that I don't know why, but nobody's ever had an economy like we have. We have the best economy that there has ever been, let alone for an election. So I think we're going to have tremendous success tomorrow. I think it's going to be great. The numbers came out, 250,000 jobs for October, which was a shocking number. And that's despite the fact that we had two massive hurricanes, which usually just decimate those numbers. You know, when you have a hurricane, those numbers are decimated, the monthly job numbers. So uh, the economy is doing really well. Trade deals are doing really well. And China has never seen anything like this. What's going on there? They've never seen anything like it. You know, right now they're paying tax on 250. I mean, they are paying tax on on numbers like you wouldn't believe. Billions and billions of dollars coming into our treasury. And I, I'm very happy with that. But they want to make a deal and we might make a deal. Their economy has gone down 32 percent which, of course, nobody mentions. And I don't really want them to mention it. I'm not looking to be bad to China. We want to be fair, but we want to get a good deal for us for a change because we lose $500 billion a year with China, and we can't do that any longer, Mark. One last question, because I know you don't want to leave your uh, massive audience there. Now, Mr. President, Republicans, some of them are still thinking about whether to vote. I don't know who these Republicans are, but as I look at the numbers, if just the Republicans will turn out in large numbers, these tiny differences, these very tight races, they'll go the way of the Republicans, right? You know, Mark, it's, there's something beautiful about it, too. The, the, a lot of the Republicans don't want to vote because they think I don't like Congress, and they really like me. You know, I have 93% now, which is the highest. 93 in the Republican Party. And I have a great relationship with them, and they say, we will not vote because the president doesn't like Congress. But I actually do like Congress. We have to, we have to get out and vote. They, if they get out and vote, we're going to really win. Because I think we're almost winning right now. Maybe we are winning right now. Because when you look at the lines outside 
like where I am now. I just got a report from Missouri. The lines are two miles long trying to get in, and the place is already packed. And I won't be there for another two and a half hours. <laughs> so it's, uh, something's going on, and if they go out and vote, we're going to win big. Well, Mr. President, I wish you and the Republican Party and all the candidates well, because I consider this a huge race between liberty and tyranny and between freedom and capitalism and democratic socialism and the American people. We we have to decide what we want. Well, Mark, I just want to tell your listeners, you are a special man. And I don't say this often about a lot of people. Uh, Nobody's smarter. And you are just, you got it very, very early, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate all your help and all your genius. But I want to tell your listeners you are a special guy, and I want to thank you very much. And you're the only one. You know, I'm supposed to be on stage in front of a lot of television <laughs> and, and a lot of people. And I said, nope, I have to do the Mark Call first. That's more important to me. Well, it is a great honor. I'm going to tell you, my audience loves you, as do we and my family. And I want to thank you very much for all you're doing. Uh, thank you very much, Mark, and I'll see you soon. Take care all right. of yourself. God bless. There you have it, my interview with uh, President Trump as he was getting prepared to go on stage in Indiana. And uh, look, I don't know what else to say at this point. This is your country, too. This is your country, too. And uh, those are your children and your grandchildren. And one side wins and one side loses. And either we're going to be on the winning side or the losing side. This isn't a baseball game. It's not a football game. This isn't a game. We don't have a lot left in terms of uh, ability to influence these races. And this is just one example where we do. And so we vote for the Republicans. We vote to defeat the Democrats. And then we put pressure on the Republicans. That's all we can do here. This is a different sort of election. You've never heard me talk this way about voting straight Republican. You've never heard me talk this way. Because it's a different election. I want to protect our institutions. I don't believe in democratic socialism. I've had enough of government-run health care. I've had enough of the lies of the left. I've had enough of the media in this country, which is abusive and hateful and vile and malignant. By the way, Mitt Romney, Mr. Producer, can you send me that again? Mitt Romney wrote something over the weekend, which was so typical of Mitt Romney, the loser. Mitt Romney, who gave us four more years of Barack Obama. So he's running in, in uh, Utah, right? Real tough race for a Romney in Utah. And here we are just a couple of days before this election. And what does he does? He writes a rant against the president and twists the president's words, enemy of the people, with respect to the media, for the purpose of trying to ingratiate himself with the media. So he'll be the next McCain, Sass, Flake, if you will. That is Romney. I have no use for Mitt Romney. As I say, this is a guy who uh, dragged us down in uh, 2012, ran a lousy campaign, thought he was a shoo-in, his technology was all screwed up, and we can go on and on and on. But we'll pull that up eventually. My uh, email is not working on my PC, so we're working on my damn iPhone here. So that's the way it goes. Let us go to... 
Jane, Claremont, California, 870 The Answer. How are you, Jane? I'm just fine. I want to give you my sympathy for your father. I've been listening to your show forever and ever, and so is all my family members. Thank I you. called Barnes & Noble in Inland Valley, and I gave him the riot act, and he said, oh, we can order it tomorrow. And I said, well, I can get it on Amazon by tomorrow. She said, well, I'll be glad to order some in the store. So she said she'd order some. She looked up her database, and she said there were six in L.A. at different stores, so that helped. So let's be clear. There were six... Our police books store. in the entire Barnes and Noble chain in L.A. No, not entire. Just one store. She looked up one she store. Said there was sev- she said there was several stores that had it in L.A. Well, there's but a total no. of five hundred. So I don't know where they are. I told her. I told her that, and I said you made them thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I said, you know, at least you could have that book. And she said, well, we have other police books. I said, well, this is a Christmas <laughs> book. You can buy that. No, I really gave it there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they'll they'll do whatever kind of business plan they want, and I'll do whatever kind of business plan I want. And uh, it's 30% off on Amazon. They'll ship you the book the next day, and that sounds perfectly fine by me. If, uh, if Barnes & Noble wants to uh, start actually making books available to its customers, then, of course, I'll encourage people to go to Barnes & Noble. But I'm not going to encourage people to go to places that don't carry the books I care about, right? Right. I told them that. And I, I, I listen to you on WMAL all the time, all day long. Well, that's a great station. All right, Jane, thank you. It is a great station. A lot of friends. In fact, every host on that station is a friend of mine. Vince and Mary in the morning are terrific. Chris Plain is terrific. Of course, Rush is great. Larry O'Connor, Terrific. I don't remember the nights, to be honest with you. No offense. I'm just, once I'm done, you know, I got other stuff to do. But I don't remember. But it's okay. Let us go to Mike in Chicago, Illinois, the great WLS country. How are you, Mike? Good, good. Thanks, Mark, for all that you do. Look, quick question. I uh, Well, let me give a real quick comment first. I was listening to Don Lemon. I heard his comment the other day. He was blasting white males. Where's the, where the danger? Where's the terrorists? And I thought... Well, let, let me just slow you down. We do this too fast. You have a host who's blasting white males, right, Mike? Yeah. And he did it more than once. Is that not a bigot? Is that not a bigot when you start attacking people because of their race and generalizing? Is it not a bigot? That's my understanding of a bigot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I almost fell in my chair because he prefaced it by saying we have to stop demonizing. That, <laughs> I, thought, I thought this is Orwellian. Well, that, 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 that illustrates that the man is a moron. But besides being a moron, you can be a moron and not be a bigot, but he's a moron and a bigot in my view. Yeah, Just my well, that's opinion. My question: You you fought against these hardcore leftists for years, and and what I think possibly, I wanted to get your opinion on this: that the conservatives sometimes miss is they mistake uh, misguidedness for malevolence. You know, he doesn't seem like a stupid man. Uh, although well, he says you you could be that. very smart and still be malevolent. Well, that's my point because there's a very I, and you fought against some peers. Isn't there a different tactic you use against somebody who's simply misguided? versus someone who is intentionally trying to destroy something. Well, he is. The latter. He's trying to be provocative. He doubled down on it. He's not misguided. He's not, he's not like a 12-year-old who was raised that way. He's a grown man. He's a supposedly a newsman. He's supposedly an experienced journalist. He uses those words to try and drive up ratings. He wasn't always that way. To try and drive up ratings, to draw attention to himself. 
and then to play victimhood. He's really, he's really a, uh, is what I said, that sounds like bigotry to me, in addition to being a moron. Yeah. All right, my friend, it is a malignancy, is what it is, when, when people conduct themselves that way, really. Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, a malignancy. They know it. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, Scarborough comes out and he says, uh, you know, this this Trump on race and so forth. Look, he says, and I paraphrase, he says, look, uh, you know, Trump told me sometimes he does this stuff. He knows it's wrong, but, you know, he does it because it, it's, it helps him. Now, this is a guy in Scarborough who supported Trump, who supported Trump when he was running. And yet now he turns on Trump and he has, oh, I remember when he said this. I remember when he said that. How do I know Joe Scarborough isn't a bigot? Because he calls other people names? How do I know when Joe Scarborough was a young man, he didn't use the N-word? I don't have any idea, but how do I know? I don't know anything about Joe Scarborough. None of us do. None of us do. He positions himself, and he's a man whose feet are strongly planted in the air. All right, my friend, thank you. I mean, I have no idea what Joe Scarborough is in terms of his heart and mind and soul. Well, his mind, I know. It's a low IQ. But you understand what I mean. David, Newark, New Jersey, the great WABC. I was just there this morning and uh, took the Amtrak back to uh, Washington, D.C. with my uh, part of my beautiful family. Go right ahead, sir. Hi. Um, I'm a 27-year-old conservative. I've been listening to you since I was 13 or so. And uh, I just wanted to address the... Uh, argument. I know several other young conservatives who don't want to vote because of the argument that one vote isn't, nobody's going to win by one vote, so it doesn't make sense to vote. And uh, my response to that is, you know, the, the, the golden rule is do to others as you have them do to you. And so if you truly don't care whether Republicans or Democrats win, fine. But if you think that it would be much better for the country if Republicans win, and you hope lots of other people go out and vote Republican, you have a moral responsibility to vote yourself and not just hope everybody else does your work for you. Not only is that correct, their calculation is wrong. We've seen House races be determined by seven votes. We've seen Senate races determined by 80-some votes. We saw a presidential race determined in Florida by around 300 votes out of tens of millions cast in the country. So it's simply wrong. Every vote will count. And with all the close House races and close Senate races and close gubernatorial races, let the Democrats sit at home. We need to all get up and do our duty tomorrow. If you haven't voted early, tomorrow's the day. And I say this. Whatever time your poll opens, you be there within the first hour. You, three, four, five, six others. It's crucially important. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Chandler, Arizona, on the Mark Levin app. Go! Yes, sir, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Hey, I want to let you know that interview with Trump was awesome in so many ways, but for me it was great because not only did he sound like a president, but he sounded like one of us from the grassroots. Very Mm -hmm. relaxed, very confident. It was awesome. And I wanted to call you tonight to let you know that from the grassroots level, there is a huge movement going on. 
there's not going to be a blue wave. There's going to be a red wave. So much to the point that my wife and I are having a big old party at our house. We're going to watch the election results. She has been working it so hard, she's probably influenced the votes of 500 to 1,000 people in Maricopa County alone. That's wonderful. She's taking texts as we speak from people who are saying, what are we doing on the up ballot, down ballot? And she's texting them saying, here's our golden ticket for this legislative district, that legislative district. It's overwhelming, and yet it's exhilarating at the same time to think that here we are in the hub at the grassroots level making a difference. And we're talking to people that we've never heard from before. Charles, give your wife a wonderful Charles kiss. That's outstanding. We'll be right back. Levin Show, where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. Chip Roy is one of the great candidates who's running in this midterm election, the 21st District of Texas. It's a tight race, and it depends who's turning out. And I have fully endorsed Chip Roy uh, from day one. He was uh, chief of staff to Ted Cruz, and but I've known him longer than that. And I've known him since that. He is a cancer survivor, which is no small feat out there. And uh, and he's truly, truly committed to his country. He could be doing other things, but this is what he's decided to do. And I, uh, I pray that you and many others, Chip Roy, wind up getting elected. You'll be in the Freedom Caucus, and you'll be fighting for our principles. How are you, my friend? Mark, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. As, as, as usual, thank you for all that you do. Uh, and advancing conservatism we're we're uh you know we're getting down to the end here and and uh we feel good uh we've got a lot of energized people down here uh but the main thing as you pointed out it's everybody has to show up if we do that we'll be fine that's of course nationwide but it's particularly true in texas with all of these resources that have been coming into texas from hollywood and new york and washington dc and we need to push back and make sure that we've got a a uh, grassroots wave, and, and, and your listeners are obviously at the core of that. So thank you, sir. You know, Chip, uh, Chip Roy, uh, there is a huge effort by the left and the Democrats and their billionaire buddies to take Texas and take Florida because they understand that once that's done, it's over. And so uh, the people in these states, obviously all across the country, but the people in these states have a particular civic responsibility to push back, in my humble opinion. How's it looking there? Well, you're exactly right, and I do think there's been a lot of energy here on the ground to push back on that effort from outside of Texas. Uh, of course, it, it is, as you pointed out, it is tight. Uh, it is tight because of the significant amount of dollars and the significant amount of resources that have gone in behind Federal Rourke, behind my opponent and others. And uh, what we're seeing is that some of the kind of more liberal areas and cities, like Austin, Texas, for example, you know, they've got pretty high turnout. But what we've been seeing is a really tightening of the turnout. A lot of folks that are traditional Republicans that have been steady and showing up. And if we have a really good day tomorrow, then I think we could push back and do and do well. But we've got to have everybody turn out. I mean, it's, it's a serious effort. We've got a place on our website specifically for your listeners. Come visit at chiproy.com on how to use social media, push out the vote, tell your friends, get everybody to come out tomorrow. Social media is key. You know, I've been telling people, vote, call, text, email, use social media. 
This is the uh, true weapon we have to get around all these left-wing billionaires and so forth. And uh, uh, let me ask you this. Beto O'Rourke has spent $80 million, give or take, in the state of Texas. No state has ever seen anything like it. And you've got a number, in addition to Ted and uh, and the governor, you've got a number of uh, House races that are right on the line, right? No, that's exactly right. Uh, We've got a tight race in Houston down there with uh, Congressman Culberson, uh, John Carter up here just a little bit north of Austin, Pete Sessions in Dallas. You've got some freshman uh, open seats. You know, Dan Crenshaw, we saw the assault on uh, on a great veteran, a great friend, former Navy SEAL who was who was criticized and mocked and made fun of on Saturday Night Live. But liberals who wouldn't know what patriotism looks like if it hit him in the face, uh, you know, making fun of Dan for having lost an eye serving his country. Dan's a friend. He's helping me out. We've got a great group of folks down here and we're working hard. Look, I think freedom prevails in Texas if people show up to vote. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of momentum on our side in terms of people who are energy and, and enthusiasm. And uh, we just need everybody to show up and, and do their job tomorrow. I know I keep reiterating that, but, you know, you know what's at stake. I know what's at stake. If you want a glimpse at what the United States House of Representatives is going to look like uh, if the Democrats take control, look no further than the Senate Judiciary Committee a month ago, and you know exactly what that will look like. And so we've got to do our job tomorrow. I had uh, renowned pollster John McLaughlin on my program on Fox uh, last night, and he kept saying, if the Republicans just turn out in mass, then the Republicans may actually hold the House, win some seats people don't expect, have a very good showing in the governorships in the Senate. I mean, if they just show up and vote big time, uh, he said, Election Day, all this early voting aside, Election Day, Tuesday will make the difference. That is 100% correct, and I know John, and I think he's right on. Uh, I was talking to uh, my pollster earlier today. We've only done one poll. We're saving all of our money and using it for lead on target. Uh, appreciate all the uh, generous contributions from your listeners in the past at chiproy.com. It's been amazing, uh, and we're, we're putting all lead on target. But he's right, and that's, that's if you know the numbers, in Texas there are a million and a half Republicans who voted in the primary in March. A million Democrats voted. So if we show up, we overwhelm them, and it doesn't matter if there's a few independents that cross over one way or the other. You don't have to predict that. If we show up, we win. And as Texas goes, so goes America. We've got to stand up and defend liberty and uh, make sure that Texas continues to lead for freedom. Because you and I both know freedom hangs in the balance right now, and uh, we need conservatives in Washington to keep defending it. Remind everybody, uh, particularly in Texas, uh, of the uh, boundaries of your district. What's in your district? Well, thanks for asking. My district stretches from downtown Austin, right around where the capital is, all the way down Interstate 35 to San Antonio, uh, in the north part down to Fort Sam Houston, and goes all the way out through the uh, hill country, out in Fredericksburg and Kerrville, and and, uh, all through the hill country. It's a great district. It's a people that are are strong, conservative. You know, my great-great-grandfather was a Texas Ranger in the 1870s. My family's been here for 170 years. Uh, A thousand people a day move to Texas because they want freedom. And they know what freedom looks like. And we've got to make sure we stand up and prevent Washington from interfering from that freedom and uh, interfering with Texas leading the way uh, for the world, frankly, in terms of economic growth and freedom. So uh, appreciate you asking that. You know, a lot of people, Chip Roy, they move into Texas, they move into Florida 
to get away from California, to get away from New York, New Jersey, New England, these massive taxes. In other words, these experiments that the, the that the Beatles talk about and the Gillums talk about, and and so they're failed because people speak with their feet. They're leaving those states and moving into other states. Well, I'm actually energized by that. I met a woman about a month and a half, two months ago, uh, in Bernie, Texas, just out of San Antonio. Came up to me and she wrote me a generous check and she said, "Chip, you've got to win." Because we've got to save Texas from Washington because I've got nowhere else to move to. And I just moved here from California two weeks ago. And that was a true story. She had literally just moved here. There's a lot of that. A lot of people who, just like my great, great, great grandparents who moved to Texas seeking a better way of life, people who are coming to Texas today seeking refuge from California, Massachusetts, New York, high tax states, high regulation states in order to live free. So they're coming to Texas for freedom. Dagummit, we're going to stand up on that wall just like they did in 1836, the Alamo. We need a Levin surge for activism tomorrow and people showing up to the polls. Spread the word. Tell your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your friends, your coworkers, and stand up for freedom in Texas tomorrow. I told you, folks, he's uh, he's incredible, isn't he? Any last words, Chris? I mean, uh, Chip Roy, uh, for the for the nation about uh, what's at stake. I mean, you've pretty well summed it up, I think. Well, my, my, my last thoughts are simply this, is that your, your listeners are the, are the heartbeat of freedom in the United States of America because you've been leading that charge. We need to have that Levin surge. This is D-Day for us. This is it. we got to stand up on that wall for freedom and make sure that we preserve for our children and our grandchildren the great legacy that was passed down to us. That's what's at stake. When I survived cancer seven years ago, I promised myself I would leave everything on the field for my children and my grandchildren to have that future and that's what we need to do and i god bless you mark thank you for everything you do your books your radio show your tv show thank you to your listeners i wouldn't be in this spot without them let's close the deal and win one for freedom god bless you chip roy you're terrific you take care of yourself and good luck tomorrow god bless mark take care you too i told you that guy is special vote call text email and Definitely use social media tonight and tomorrow morning and throughout the day. Go to your lists. You know what I'm talking about. Your lists of family member, friends, even acquaintances. You have more power than you know. Well, I'm just one person. You have enormous amount of power. You have enormous amount of influence. We really, really need it. You really, really need it. It's so crucially important. And it is a Levinite surge. All you Levinites out there, from every corner of the country, all you Levinites out there, in every state, in every congressional district, everybody listening to my show, you're listening to my show because you're a patriot. You're listening to my show because you care about this country. You listen to our discussions about the Constitution and the Declaration about liberty and tyranny, about the Enlightenment and the Reformation. You listen to my discussions about John Locke and Montesquieu, Edmund Burke and Adam Smith. But it all comes down right now, this time, to voting. We don't have any say on what goes on in the court system except who's on the court. We don't have any say on what the entrenched permanent bureaucracy has to say, but we have to have a say, ladies and gentlemen, 
and who represents us in Congress. I don't understand why anybody would skip this vote. And I don't understand why anybody wouldn't ensure that family members and friends and acquaintances don't vote. It's a few minutes of your time. We should be doing this proudly. We need to overwhelm these people. We need to defeat these people. We need to push back and tell them, no, we're not democratic socialists. No, we're sick and tired of you in the media calling us Nazis and racists and white supremacists. And we need to rise up. The silent majority and be heard. Again. Because apparently they didn't hear you in 2016. Well, now they need to hear you in 2018. And you need to shock them. And push them back. Or they're going to crush us one day. And I'm not kidding. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Do you ever notice the uh, state of the liberal media and wonder how it got where it is today? You know, we used to have journalists who searched for the truth, who brought you the stories that mattered, and now the news is just a bunch of left-wing hacks and propagandas, pretty much, isn't it? Most people recognize when President Trump does something well, and they'll point it out when they disagree with him. So why is that every story on these liberal outlets is negative? Every story. On Levin TV, we're not here to carry water for anyone, good or bad. We're bringing you a principled perspective on every story we're covering. This is why we've gotten amazing feedback from our subscribers who say that CRTV is unlike anything they got with the liberal outlets on cable. But we need your help. If CRTV is going to continue to grow at the pace we've seen over the past year, we need you. CRTV is conservative review TV. So try us out free, free for 30 days. Just go to LevinTV.com, L-E-V-I-N-TV.com, or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV. That's 844-L-E-V-I-N-TV. We'd love to have you join us. And by the way, going to the mechanic is like going to the doctor, right? They'll tell you what's wrong, and they'll take, you'll take their word for it. And that's what makes those surprise repair bills hit so hard, when a simple oil change turns into refinancing your mortgage to pay for problems you never even knew existed. That's why I've extended vehicle protection from CarShield, so I don't have to worry about those unexpected surprises. So if your car breaks down after the manufacturer's warranty expires, you could be out of pocket thousands to get it fixed. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair very easy. You can have your uh, favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. They also provide you 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Now, if your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, it doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. CarShield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims, and they're ready to help you. Save yourself thousands of future car repairs. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like we do. Call 800-CAR-6100, 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Either way, you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or call 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN, get your 10% off. A deductible may apply. All right, folks. How much time do I have, Rich? 
we've done everything we can. I've said everything I can on Levin TV, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, and of course on this radio program. We had none other than the president himself at the top of the first hour of the program. We've brought you outstanding American citizens and patriots who have put their their lives aside in order to serve you, in order to do the right thing in Congress, or at least not do the wrong thing. And while every one of them is imperfect, it doesn't matter at this point. This is a battle of the left that supports all forms of government control, and some of whom are bigots in my view, and us, those of us who hold firm to our founding principles, traditions, and customs. If you're sick and tired of being trashed as a Nazi, as a racist, as a white supremacist, even people who aren't white are being called white supremacists. If you're sick and tired about hearing how the country is for democratic socialism and open borders and how our military is imperialistic and how our cops are all killing all kinds of people, then you really need to get up early tomorrow and vote. You need to send a message to the world tomorrow. You need to send a message to the media tomorrow. You need to send a message to the Democrat Party that what they're peddling might fly in Europe, might fly in a third world, but it doesn't fly in the United States of America. You need to send them Hollywood, send them a message that they can take their money and shove it. And to the billionaires, the Tom Steyers, and the Michael Bloombergs. You need to tell them that they can't buy elections. You have a stark choice tomorrow. It's a choice in my view between liberty and tyranny. And I am not kidding. We need you old Tea Party activists. I don't mean old in age. I mean from 2010. We need you to turn out in force as an army. All you Trumpites. It's time to turn out. Conservatives, everything's at stake. Republicans, who may not consider themselves with a particular philosophy, you need to turn out too. All you women in the suburbs who they're targeting on the left because they think you are abortion-obsessed, you need to surprise them too. Because we together can not only save this country, we can advance the cause of liberty. We can advance the cause of liberty. And that's what we need to do. We've had generations before us. Your parents, your grandparents, and beyond. The parents of others. Who've put everything on the line. They would be shocked that the Democrat Party has turned into a party of democratic socialists. And you know what else? It's about integrity and morality. How many more times can Claire McCaskill get elected as a liar? How many more times can Joe Donnelly get elected as a liar? And let me ask you, Florida, do you really want a bigot, and that's my view, by the name of Andrew Gillum, to be your governor? And let me ask you, Texas, are you really serious about putting Hollywood's favorite candidate in the United States Senate and defeating Ted Cruz? Think about it all over the country in every district. Tomorrow's your day. You either own it or you lose it. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our heroes, all of you. Military, police officers, firefighters, 
And I, I thank you. I bless you. It's a major Levinite surge starting first thing in the morning. Now go get them. I'll talk to you tomorrow.